0: Excellent. 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 What's up, Perfect. guys? Welcome back to Back to the Roots. This is the first video episode, quite possibly the last. Uh, I have a GoPro <laughs> strapped to a lamp, and who knows if it's going to last the whole time. So, also, we are in the uh, my new apartment, which has horrible acoustics.
1: Like he's rich.
0: I am not. <laughs> Uh, today we are drinking. This is weird looking at something now that I'm. It's actually really nice. It's nice that I have to look at them. Uh, we're drinking Wild Bill's sarsaparilla. It's not a can, so or it's a can, not a bottle. So we're gonna
2: crack it open.
0: Now that my guys have already. Oh. I've never had sarsaparilla before. I had notes of carrot.
2: Okay. Very close to root beer. Tastes like root beer to me, but Graham, in a good way.
0: Graham, you would know. What is uh, sarsaparilla? I would not know. You would not know?
1: Do you would not. Do the, uh, no. so I had your natural flavors. It's robust. I think that's, it's the robustness and the uh, rudy, <laughs> mildly <laughs> silver, creamy, uh, feisty flavor that you makes know, it, it l- sarsaparilla. It looks like root beer, too. Like it's dark. It's
0: brown. This was a shock <laughs> to me personally. <laughs> uh, I do want to plug Wild Bills, even though I emailed them to be a potential sponsor and they never replied. Um,
2: wah, wah.
1: <laughs> the can has a good hand feel. It's, uh, so They're,
0: <laughs> they're veteran owned. What the that mean? They've been around for, I think, 20 some years, maybe longer. Soft. Don't quote me. It's they're... a
1: soft can. Okay. <laughs> it's a supple can.
0: It's, it's soft. <laughs> it's nice. The drink is moist and wet not on the video (laughs) calm down (laughs) click away (laughs) um yeah so wild bills check them out they have lots of different sodas
1: he still reps you even though i still rep you
0: wild bills i still rep you it is not a mutual rep it is not a mutual rep screw you (laughs) that's okay
2: okay sponsor
0: so normally back to the roots is very uh chill and unscripted today is high strung and very scripted very (laughs) scripted (laughs) now we're not high strung but we are scripted uh because we are i'm gonna turn you down a little bit michael uh because we are going to be literally reading a script this is one of the things we're doing there's uh i don't know it's open-ended as is back to the roots normally before we actually read this script though i do want to play that game that we were playing the other day at lunch because it is honestly like my favorite overrated underrated yeah my favorite like conversation game to play so michael in case you're not familiar uh there's this kind of game overrated underrated i guess (laughs) there's really no other name for it where you say somebody says something and then everybody says whether it's overrated or underrated (laughs) <laughs> dang it! Dang it! <laughs> I hate the video part. I can't do what I want. Um. Anyway, so uh, Graham, th- throw something out there. Throw throw out a. Uh, um.
1: Whoa! I, I actually it just came out of the little uh, socket a little bit. Okay, it was just like
0: <laughs> like <laughs> all the springs in the arm vibrated. I'm like, what just kicked in? <laughs>
1: Uh, it's the gas leak. I'll go with uh I'll go with alcohol. Overrated, underrated.
2: Over. Overrated.
1: That's a broad
2: one. That's a very broad. Um, there's so many things that go into this, like context. But Michael Michael's an alcoholic. I am a mild alcoholic, <laughs> so I'm a little skewed on this. Now I mean I'll I'll go. Overrated it's well.
0: there's aspects of it that are very good, and like you're saying the um the context means everything, but generally it's overrated. yeah, I'll go full guy for a second, go call full of duty, call of duty. <laughs> I thought you were gonna take that a different direction. I <laughs> um, see, I don't know again, so similar to what we said about Star Wars with this. I feel like for what it is, it lives in the pocket and in that pocket, in that bubble of people who talk about Call of Duty, it's, uh, it's pretty spot on. So I'll say I'll err on overrated.
2: I would also say overrated.
0: Are you a first person shooter guy
2: at all, Michael? I am. It's just that after high school, I stopped playing video games like consistently. and I...
0: That's fair. So if you were to sit down and play a shoot first person shooter right now, what would
2: it be? probably Call of Duty. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) But I'm just, like, not actively, like, going to spend time there. Shirts! (laughs) Overrated or underrated? (laughs) Uh,
1: sometimes underrated, I think. (laughs) There needs to be more variety in shirts. (laughs) Variety. Okay, we're not asking about variety,
0: though. We're saying, in general, shirts. Overrated,
1: underrated? I... I find myself rating things just at rated. They are. You have to pick one or the other. They're either over. It's either over or under. With my body, they're overrated. Underrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means entirely. But no, yeah, I think, I think you're actually right. Because I think for what they are, we should be talking about them more than we are. Because without them, society would change. But Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, can we just talk about the abomination that you're wearing then? You know what? <laughs> I, I, okay, do you know what? Part of me actually does say overrated. Because when I can, I walk around shirtless, especially like here. In my apartment, in my house, if I could, I'd walk around with no clothes on. And Man, it has happened Matt in the past. really like that, I bet. See, I was very comfortable with John to the point where I took some risks, but Matt, I'm still feeling out, and uh, we're still figuring out the roommate chemistry in general, and I would hate to throw, like, you know, chemistry, chemistry in there if you were to see something, you know? You're
2: feeling it out metaphorically.
0: Metaphorically, absolutely. There is no physical feeling happening. Matt, overrated, underrated. (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer this. Either way, it's going to sound bad, so i'm not gonna I'm not going touch that one yeah to pick one He's like my girlfriend, <laughs> basically I can't do that we're at the very we're at the early stages. we are at a sensitive time in the roommate thing. Yes, yes, my name is on the lease, his name is on the lease. he can't legally kick me
2: out but interesting that's a good reason to say underrated <laughs> just saying he did tell me he's like, yo, whenever you do a podcast
0: up in the up in the up in the pad, like I want to be in it and He's not in this. So. <laughs> if, <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: move on quick. I am sorry. I need to maintain relations. Uh, uh, what's those things called? It's like the, is it pumpkin lanterns? Pumpkin lanterns? What are they called?
0: What are you, describe Carved what you're talking pumpkins. about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns. I think those are underrated. I think those are actually pretty cool
2: if they're done correctly, underrated. Underrated.
0: Yeah, underrated. Yep. Yep. The last one, you go. Okay. Um <laughs> I want to go in the clothes line again, but I can't really cuz shirts, underwear. Uh,
2: <laughs> Un- Un- underrated. Underrated. <laughs>
0: uh dep- okay, it depends. It depends. Um cuz I'm picky about underwear. That's
2: diaper, not an underwear.
0: <laughs> that's it <good>. depends. depends. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. Um, I actually that's that's tricky cuz I'm very picky about my underwear. So if I say underrated, then that makes it sound like um, I think it gets talked about too much. Wait, is that No. no. Overrated. So I think I would err on underrated. I think I actually would. Underrated Undies, a new venture for you. Hey, smart. Hey, if you have got any people who sew out there, <laughs> let's stitch up some business. <laughs> okay. Uh Michael, did you throw in your two cents on the on the boxer conundrum? Oh, we just talking about boxers? Is that the only kind of No, underwear, under, underwear in general. Um what I mean, I, was, I asked, what do you wear? And then I looked down. You're wearing shorts, and I can see just below the bottom of your shorts. Oh. Who's trying to get in right now?
1: Hold on. Somebody's trying to get I in. I think Blake is dropping something off for oh, me. Oh, excellent.
0: Okay. Yep. That is her. She has somebody with her. Press to open. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to get a visitor. Um, you know, it really, it really scared me the other day when you guys came, it didn't scare me. I was just really confused for like two seconds. because like, you're getting a call and I swiped it to see who was calling. Cause there's like a <laughs> webcam down at the first door. I have to buzz them in and it was Blake's face, but like the angle, the look on her face, I was just like, Michaela, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like for like two seconds. I'm like, I know it's not her. What is, what is, Give context. Oh, uh, Michaela my ex. <laughs> that kind of context?
1: No, that was good. That <laughs> was good.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I guess under the right lighting and situations on a bad webcam, Blake looks like Michaela. <laughs> so it freaked me out a little bit. Okay,
1: um, uh, why don't y'all give context for this while I go pick up you retrieve-
0: I don't have. Okay, Michael, give I can, context. I can give context. Give okay. context.
2: Okay, so Graham and I were talking at work about 2 or 3 weeks ago. Um he has uh a number of short film ideas that he's been sitting on for a number of years. Um and it it hasn't gotten past the the notes phase. So I'm an aspiring writer. Yes so, you are. Yes you are. Um but Hold I've on. never
0: Yeah?
3: Alright, boys, we're bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Well, we're back after a wee little
0: fire emergency. Not really. We were sent out. <laughs> we were sent out. The alarm was going off, and there was this voice saying, an emergency has been reported. Michael has spilled all of his drink upon his lap we have a bag of rice holding that
2: table down ingenuity did Um, y'all
1: get to the whole like establishing where we're going with this
2: uh, no I was about halfway through it and then chaos ensued shall we continue (laughs) yes let's continue
0: there was no fire just a heat sensor went off
2: do you want to start because this started with you and then Graham. I can kind of.
0: Yeah, Graham, take it. What are we looking at?
1: I had a short film idea based on real emotions of regret. And so uh, it manifested into a camping trip story. I think the GoPro just died. I think so. All video. right,
0: no video. That's fine. Continue.
1: <laughs> 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 Uh, so it manifested into like a father son relationship story where they go camping and I knew where it, like the aesthetic and where I wanted to end. And I had a very clear idea of what the characters were going through. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After the fireworks go <laughs> off, every noise is, are we about to die? Uh, the characters were very clear in my mind of what they should be, but what actually happened between the beginning and the end i had like no clue so I was sharing with Michael who is in a season of extensive writing and a journey of writing <laughs> and so I'm, I said I'm would you myself would you like to write in this in the
0: words that you put down on a piece of paper
2: that's actually a screen but yeah it's a screen,
0: <laughs> it's, called it's, a, a screen. it's called a
2: laptop oh <laughs>
0: For some reason I was thinking like
1: a window screen. I'm like, what? <laughs> um so I handed this off to Michael. He seemed to be mildly intrigued and so he went on.
2: I thought you were more yeah. intrigued he by other ideas.
1: Out. I had other ideas that I pitched to him and you seemed to be more excited about those ideas, which I was totally fine with. But then you're like, Hey, I've got like twelve pages, which is more than I way more than I had on this. So <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so the, I don't know, there was just something very compelling to me about like a camping trip just centered around a father and his sons, like going on a journey together and Mm -hmm. finding like reconciling. And I know that I wanted
1: to end in a very like wholesome place, but I was okay with like, I was saying like to get the, like the, the tone of the whole film that I was like, I don't really know what happens. I just want them to go through something and then come together in the end and that something in the middle could be like zombie wolves and so the zombie wolves doesn't literally mean that's what it has to happen but I just like, the tone is eccentric. Yeah. And I told him to watch Hunt for the Woolly People and Onward as like reference for like emotion vibe.
0: Yeah,
1: He yeah. wept through Onward
2: i cried in honor too dude i it took every ounce of my being not to cry the end
0: of it hits so different than any other kids movie i've ever seen i know
2: like i was i was near sobbing yeah it was rough it was it was a great ending it was it was it it delivered is it on disney
0: plus it was pixar yeah it is I'm going to stay up late and watch it tonight. I don't care. <laughs> Tomorrow's a work day. I couldn't care less. Let me weep. Okay.
1: So we're going to... Um, so you just finished your second draft.
2: When? Today? Today.
1: <laughs> this is fresh.
2: This is, this is fresh. I mean, I was literally pulling this up and like editing it when I got here. dude. Just like picking through a couple oh. different things. Well,
1: I'm, I'm not on the Wi-Fi, so I may not have the updated version of what you just did. Wait, you're not on the Wi-Fi? Hold on. I uh it wasn't working on my iPad. So
3: oh, hold on. what's it's calling. Boop boop boop
1: boop. Can you get this boop, on the Wi Fi?
3: Boop boop boop. I don't know. Maybe so.
1: Hello. Na, na, na. Okay, yeah. let's see here.
0: Story of my life is uh helping Graham with tech stuff at oh. my place of residence.
1: Okay. I he usually You gave me
0: your keys? Needs a little help. Oh. Let's see, there you are.
1: Are you sure? I okay. Well, if you if you're not okay with that, I can help, but if you
0: We're gonna skip through
1: this. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll see you there in a little bit. Love you too. Bye. Okay. She didn't have keys, but she's going to go through the window, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your window of your apartment is open? We leave one window strategically open for such a purpose as this. <laughs> In
0: your Actually, neighborhood, two. that's a little <laughs> sketchy. I
2: broke this. <laughs> you broke it? You broke it. My... I, I don't know what it.
0: So it's... Uh, okay, no, here, show it. Your, is this, is this it's a, Yeah, it's a credit card knife. So it unfolds to the side here. Toss it over. Is it going to stab me? Yeah, you did it wrong. Here, hold on.
1: Oh. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> oh. that was scary
0: so this uh this is a uh credit card knife it unfolds to the size of a credit card you fold it open fold these two parts done
1: it's Whoa.
0: like it's basically it's basically just a uh, like a, it's Ba-da-bum. good for box opening and
1: stuff but anyway it's hard to get it over not video Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, Look up credit card knife. Pause the podcast. (laughs) Sponsor? Especially if you're in the car. If you're in the car, I know this is going to be difficult. You might get pulled over. Reach down. Pick up your phone. Look at your phone, not the road. Do everything wholeheartedly. Do never do, as Ron Swanson says, I'm going to cuss. I'm sorry. As Ron Swanson says, never half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. Whole-ass one thing. (laughs) So look at your phone. Forget the road. You want to navigate to your browser. If you're an iPhone user, <laughs> it is likely Safari. It's like you know the compass icon. If you're on Android, it's probably Google. Once you're there, type in credit card knife twice during this instructional thing. Have I actually forgotten what I'm instructing? <laughs> uh, yeah, credit card knife. Look it up. Okay, um, Graham. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't really know. Okay, hold on.
1: I will get. Uh, I can. I can.
0: I can read you the actual password. Do you want me to read you the password?
1: Sure. All right. Does yeah, everybody is okay for the podcast listeners? To hear?
0: <laughs> they don't know where I live, but if, if they find themselves 300 from now on, dude, no, if people, so next time somebody comes here and they're like, Hey, what's your wife? I'm like, go to back to the roots. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 15, four minutes, 17 seconds. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. You don't want it bad enough. Okay. <laughs> capital N number seven, lowercase B capital S. Lowercase, I, F, J. Uppercase, Mango. Lowercase. Well, okay. (laughs) Lowercase, Jersey. Uh, Uppercase, Zebra. I was about to do all caps, Mango. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, uppercase, Yeet. So, why?
1: Yes. And it works.
0: Excellent. I think... I'll I'll turn off my Wi-Fi just
1: just Bingo. In case bongo. Down. Okay. Okay. So back we to the script. We are finally here. Okay. okay. So
0: script. How do we want to cast this? Uh, Michael has okay. cast it.
2: Um, Carter, you're going to play Dylan. Okay. Which is the older son. Okay. Do we wrong.
1: want to introduce upcoming characters? Like the just do we want to do the current characters first, and then when new characters arrive, you can say who's they are.
2: That's that's fine. Okay. okay so right off the top. You're Dylan. Great. You'll be the dad. Okay. And I'll be the youngest son, Peter. Okay. And the narrator. And the narrator. Excellent. Okay. I forgot about that.
1: Can we can we go moody lighting now that we have no video?
3: Yeah. Hold on. unplug <laughs> <laughs> <blew> my headphones.
0: <laughs> this,
1: this podcast has so many <laughs> little interruptions. People are going
2: to be like, just read the dang script. <laughs> it means that Satan doesn't want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that
0: moody? It's better.
1: I would tell the viewers what's happening, but it's inappropriate. inappropriate.
0: (laughs) Is that moody? That's that's (laughs) just dark. Hold (laughs) up.
1: Y'all don't have moody lighting. Never mind. This is great. <laughs> this is at least backlit. I like the backlit nature of this.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's do this. So, uh, Michael, you're narrating. All right. Take us away on a journey.
2: Uh, the distance between them, written by me, based on notes by Graham. Time out. Why is... <laughs> it- why is the name of the script different than the
0: name of the Google Doc? <laughs> That's
2: what I was wondering. <laughs> Be, because when I started the Google Doc, I did not have a name. So you, I didn't have a name for the actual story. Okay. And so the so distance
1: the, between is the actual name.
2: The distance between them is the actual name of the story that I came up with. And it's based on dialogue inside of the cool. story. Okay. Wraith is just a character that was... Prominent. Prominent. Hecacopter.
0: Spoiler disorder. already. Okay, sorry. All right. So the distance... Michael, take us away. Part two.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, should I do the... Yeah, you can do the headings. Okay. So um, interior, scene one, day. Brief compilation of shots. Uh, a boy's bedroom. Homework lying on a bed. Allergy pills on the nightstand. Switch to a different bedroom. A hammock uh, in its bag lying in the corner of the room. The room has Legos all over the floor um, in the family room. An empty rocking chair, and then an empty mantle. Quick cut to black. Interior, scene two, day. Three people are inside a car traveling. A father at the wheel, his oldest son Dylan, in the passenger seat. Uh, He is a senior in high school, and he is glued to his phone. Peter, the youngest son, is in the back seat. He has four Lego men that he is playing with. Three normal heroes, and the fourth is a villain, covered in black with a cape and hood. Trees engulf the road on either side. It's a quiet... It is quiet... Not many drive this way. Oh, that's me.
1: Are you planning on you on your phone this whole time, this whole trip?
0: <sighs> Should I be planning on you micromanaging everything I do if I say yes?
1: I'm sorry, I just don't want you to miss a great experience that's right in front of you and you're so busy on your phone that you'll miss it.
0: Well I'm sure I'll lose my signal when we actually start hiking, so I probably won't be able to use it anyway.
1: Where are we going again? We're going to hike to a place called Lake pa- Pater? Pater. Lake Pater. Why don't we just go to the normal lake? We'd be there by now. I wanted some father and son time with you boys. Something that's getting harder and harder to come by. Your grandfather took me here. On Your grandfather took me on some, this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> While we pause for a second, can I, can I uh, suggest or propose that we use voices? Yes. Okay. So, Graham, go full dad.
1: Your grandfather <laughs> <laughs> took me on the same hike when I was Dylan's age. I didn't realize at the time how much that trip would mean to me until later on. I think it'll be good for us. I'm, I'm channeling the, um, that uh, REI podcast, Camp Stories. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, ca- uh, ca- yeah. Camp Monsters. Camp, Camp. Monsters. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Why couldn't we just go and get ice cream or something?
0: You have to drive three hours away just to have the time with us.
1: At least I know I'll actually
3: have your attention for a while.
2: Why do we need all the gear?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I missed the duck. It's going to take a couple of days of hiking to get there. We're going to need to camp. We're going to be camping all along the way. Honestly, did you not listen to any of the conversations we uh, had before we left?
2: Uh, not really. Are we almost there?
1: I look at Dylan, who has Google Maps open.
2: (laughs) I don't say anything. (laughs) Uh... No, we still have a ways to go yet. I have to pee. Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, Exterior, car. They pull over on the side of the road. You see Peter's legs hop out of the car and run into the woods. He leaves the door wide open. Uh, We get a quick look at the four Lego figures sitting on Peter's seat. Peter runs back to the car. He gets in and closes the door. When the car pulls away, we see a fourth person in the car sitting behind Dad, shrouded in black, the Wraith, cut to black. Insert title, the distance between them. Exterior, scene three, day. Pause once more. Michael, I want you to think of the perfect narrator.
0: Now embody their voice. They might be from Australia. They might be from England. I want you to really take us on a journey with your voice.
2: (laughs) No pressure. (coughs) Dad, Dylan, and Peter are walking... (laughs) Well played, well
0: played. Okay, just continue.
2: <laughs> Dad, Dylan, and Peter are walking in the woods. Dad is leading the way. Dylan still subconsciously pulls out his phone. They are both keeping their heads down, trudging along. Peter is behind them quite a bit. He looks up, up and around, inspecting trees, bushes, and insects, and anything that grabs his attention. He's falling behind. He just wants to stare and not hike. Dad comes to a stop and pulls out a compass. Dylan stops with him, paying no mind to Peter, who aimlessly looks around. Talking to himself, me. So this is the wilderness? Can you pull up the map?
1: I would, but that would require my phone. Just pull it up and spare me of the attitude. Haven't you been here before? I thought you knew where you were going. Uh, yeah, well, let's see how good my, your memory.
0: (gasps) (laughs) It's okay, dad.
1: I know you did a lot of LSD in
0: the 80s. (laughs) You have like two brain cells left. Uh, uh. <laughs> Peter, dad's having one of his episodes. Uh, okay. Just give
2: him a Xanax. Yeah, well, let's see how good your memory is after a couple decades.
0: No signal. Amazing.
1: Open up my backpack.
2: I have a map stuffed in there somewhere. Should be close to the top. Peter looks over to his bro- Peter looks over to his brother and dad, seeing them at a stop. He looks over and spots Wraith climbing up a tree. He cocks his head, puzzled but intrigued. Dylan sorts through his dad's pack and brings out the folded map. When he pulls it out, he sees an urn stuffed in the pack. He pauses to process a moment before closing the backpack and handing the map to his dad. Peter watches as Wraith is up in the tree. He is climbing out on the branches above uh, dad and Dylan's head. Wraith starts to bounce on the branch or hang from it. A butterfly flies past Peter's head, and he is immediately distracted and chases after the butterfly, excitedly. Dad and Dylan are each holding corners of the large, unfolded map. We parked the car
1: here, we traveled north and west along the trail. That's the lake over there.
0: Is that the ridge we passed a few minutes ago?
1: I think it is. Probably head due west, don't you think?
2: Until we hit the river? Exactly. Peter's attention returns to his family at a thunderous snap. A large branch breaks from the tree and falls right between Dad and Dylan. They are knocked to the ground. Wraith is clinging to a, to a branch much further down on the tree. He falls and lands relatively close to the other two. He gets up quickly and limps into the woods. Peter rushes over to the other two. Dylan is rolling on the ground, clutching his arm. Dad rushed over to him.
0: Hold on one second. Sorry. So supposed to say rushes over to him. Give me five seconds. Matt just called me because I sent him the video of the, <laughs> the fire department. Here. <laughs> Um, I like the urn touch I'm excited where this is going I'm going to cut this out Wraith is clinging to
2: a tree Okay, remind me again I'm sorry Who is Wraith? So Wraith is the The Lego? So Wraith is the The fourth character That appears in the back of the car Oh It's like a serious
1: black figure That's kind of following them around Okay, okay,
2: cool Sorry That's for the table raid You'll actually have like A visualization of the character As we're Following along The actual Film
0: Cool. Okay. Um, All right. Can you read the last line again? Uh, Dylan is rolling on the ground, clutching his arm. Dad
2: rushes over to him. Yes. Are you okay? Ah! Dad sits Dylan up. Dylan removes his hand from the arm and reveals several bloody cuts. Peter faints in front of them. Dad takes his backpack off and reaches in.
3: Uh, He's going to be of no use, is he?
2: Let me get some bandages out. We'll get you patched up. Doesn't look too deep. Uh, Dad? Dylan points up to Dad's head. He has some cuts that are bleeding down his forehead. Dad reaches up to his forehead and gets blood on his fingers.
1: All right, you first. Do you want to turn around? We don't need to push it if you're what? Hold on. You don't need we don't need to push oh, it. Oh yeah, okay. All right, you first. Do you want to turn around? We don't need to push it if you're t- to your hurt her- <laughs> If you're <laughs> hurt. I'm terrible at table reads.
0: I'm good if you're good. You're the one with the head wound and I've had worse.
1: Not the first time I've been hit in the head. Probably won't be the last time either.
2: I'm more concerned about that one. Peter is face down in the dirt, tongue sticking out.
1: (laughs) Can't stand the sight of blood, just like your mother. He'll be fine in a minute. Just need to get us some bandaged up before that.
2: Dad and Dylan get bandaged up and realize that the map has been ripped in two and torn in several places. Did you bring any tape? No, still have the compass though.
0: Okay. Head west till we hit the river,
1: like we said before. Dead north from here. (laughs) (laughs) Dead north from here. Dead north from
0: From there. there.
2: (laughs) Peter, still semi-unconscious, starts to lick the ground. He stops mid-lick and his eyes eyes pop open. He sits up and starts frantically wiping his tongue. He freezes and slowly looks up. Dad and Dylan stare down at him in disgust. Exterior, scene four, dusk. Dad is down at the river getting water. Actually, hold on. We're going to have a new character here. Uh, Graham, you're going to play the owl. Oh, okay. Exterior scene four, Dusk. Dad is down at the river getting water. Dylan struggles with getting the tent up while Peter half watches him and half tries to climb up a tree. While Peter climbs the tree, he sees an owl staring at him. He slides down the tree awkwardly, waves timidly at the owl staring at him. Who? Me? Who? Peter. Who? Dylan? Who? Dad. The owl and Peter spend another moment staring at each other before the owl flies away. Peter shrugs and then walks over to Dylan, who is struggling. You don't seem very good at that. No offense.
0: You can't just say no offense when you say something rude and expect people
2: not to get upset. Why not? That's why I said no offense. Saying no offense is just you admitting that you're being mean. You just want to get away with it. Get away with What? being mean. I said no offense. I think I'd rather talk to the owl again. Who? Exactly. What? Well, now you ruined it. Uh, Exterior, scene 5, dusk. The three sit around the campfire after dinner. Peter is sitting on the ground play, play fighting with his Legos. Dylan checks his phone. Still no service. Dylan is starting to sneeze a lot. His allergies are acting up.
0: Did you pack my allergy meds?
1: No, I specifically remember telling you to though.
3: You know, I was forget them.
1: Which is why I reminded you to pack them. Sometimes I wonder if you need to get your hearing
2: aid. (laughs) Hearing aid.
3: (laughs) You know, I don't pack it on outdoor trips. Uh,
2: Peter gets up and starts walking around the edge of the camp, uncomfortably knowing what happens next.
3: Well,
1: I forgot. I think you confuse forgetting with not listening. Really? Okay, fine. Did you get your pre-calc homework done before we left?
0: No, I'm trying to do cricket noises. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I remember specifically telling, not asking you to complete it before we left, so that you wouldn't need to scramble through it when we get back. No. Listening then, this is like the retainer situation all over again. Uh, oh, sorry. Listening then, this is like the retainer situation all over again. You're going off to college after this summer. You'll be on your own. Uh, you don't want to listen to me, fine. Have it your way. I'm just trying to help you. But if you don't want... It, that's on you. <laughs> Take some responsibility for your actions. Your mother and I won't be there to coddle you every time, uh, every step of the way uh, when you're on campus.
2: Yeah,
0: all right. Funny how father son bonding feels just like a normal conversation
2: at home. Didn't need to come out in the woods for this. Dylan rises and moves toward the tent, but instead looks off into the forest. He hears the faint but beautiful sound of a singing voice coming from the direction of the river. He is not actually tired, just frustrated as Dad and himself. He decides to follow the song and blow off some steam by exploring. He looks around, and it appears that he's the only one that hears the song. I think I'll go to sleep too. (laughs) Halo. Uh, Dad nods his head before Peter... Before Peter turns away, he peers into the trees and sees Wraith shrouded in shadow, lurking after Dylan as he wanders off. Good night. Peter follows his brother and, and the Wraith into the woods. Uh, yeah.
1: Quick question. Can you just... I'm not completely following. So, yeah. Dylan is doing what?
2: So, Dylan...
1: Dylan hears Dylan, a song.
2: Dylan said he's going to bed. So, he, like, walks over to the tent. Gotcha. Which, visually, presumably, is, like, behind where they're sitting. Uh-huh. And he kind of, like... Faints going to the tent, hears singing, and then walks off. Walks yep. off rather than going to actually, actually get to bed.
0: And then Peter is uh, going to bed,
2: but he Peter sees, Peter sees the wraith follow after Dylan and decides to follow him as well. So it's Dylan, then wraith, then, then Peter. Peter. Right, and then Dad's just by so it's a wraith and then, sandwich. And then Dad's just sitting hmm. at the fire. Oh, good night. Uh, we're gonna, hold on. Exterior 6. Oh, I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm playing the other character in this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Dylan yeah. follows
3: us dog to the river's edge. He sees a creature sitting in the water.
0: That's actually, this is about to get creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Or
2: really romantic. <laughs> I'm reading ahead. Okay. So do we want to pick up there, or should I read it, actually? Go ahead and actually read it. Yeah. Okay, read. Dylan uh, Dylan follows the song to the river's edge. He sees a crit- creature. <laughs>
0: <Them> dang creatures.
2: <laughs> These dang creatures. He sees a creature sitting in the water. Back to him, back facing him, with long flowing hair. His heart flutters. A mermaid. Hello? The creature stops singing, startled. He spins to face him. It's not a mermaid after all. It's a mer... Man? Oh, you startled me. How's it hanging, land bro? <laughs> Dylan stares, shocked. Looking a little green around the gills there, sticks. You feeling all right? You're a uh, mermaid. You exist? Merman, actually. Gonna try not to be offended by your little oxygen-filled pea brain there, sticks. No offense to you specific, of course. You're all kind of like that. Humans, I mean. As to existence, that's more of a concept than a reality, don't you think? Who's to say you're more real than me, you know? Maybe you're a filament of my illumination <laughs> and not the other way around, huh? Ever think about that? Um, yeah, right. I didn't mean to insult you, Mr. Merman. Ah, Mr. Merman, my father ain't here. Landbro, you're too kind. Just call me Mer, Short for Mirren, what brings you to my neck of the river? Take a load off. Oh, just taking a walk, trying to blow off some steam. Dylan takes off his shoes and places his feet in the river. Bloop. Why you fl- <laughs> My feet. <laughs> Why you feeling blue, Sticks? Takes one or no one, you know what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean, Sticks? Haha. Uh-huh. Gestures at his blue tail. <laughs> I only go for a swim when I'm feeling blue. I call that blowing off some stream. Huh? Get it? Just a little nautical pun there for you. <laughs> yes, very clever.
0: I just got into a fight with my dad is all I let him down he gets mad I storm off because he won't listen just the usual
2: you're just living your life there land bro dads are tough for sure for sure they expect one thing from you when you want to be another and no matter how hard you try they just don't seem to get it that's on him land bro not you you think so
0: it feels like my fault almost always sometimes I wonder why I can't just do what he asks
2: well have you thought to consider that it might be his fault Maybe he isn't doing a good job with you. He's letting you down. Not the other way around. That was the story with me and my pap for the longest time. That's how I feel when I'm mad, but when I calm down, it feels more
0: like I'm more... <coughs> <laughs> I'm used to Base Camp Adventures where I'm just like a retake. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm mad, but when I calm down, it feels more like my fault than his. He just wants what's best for me. But we never talk about things after our fights. We just kind of move on and act like nothing happened.
2: For reals, for reals. Got a lot of wisdom in that noggin's sticks. You're preaching to the chorus. How do you fix the relationship with your dad? Ah, well, mild fishing around anymore. We didn't really end on good terms. Wraith stands at the forest edge, content watching Merman speak with Dylan. He turns to leave, but Peter is there standing right behind him. Wraith jumps, flailing in surprise. He calms back down and puts a hand on his chest to calm himself down. He tries to shoo Peter out of the way with a sweeping gesture with his hands. Peter just stares at him as he walks away. Peter goes to where Wraith Wraith was watching and sees Dylan speaking with the merman. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Must have been painful to lose him without ever making up. On the contrary, Landbro. It was pretty cathartic at the end there, honestly. How so? Simple. I ate him at the end of an argument. Bye-bye, daddy issues. (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) Back in the camp, Dad is sitting at the fire by himself. He takes out the urn and sets it a couple feet away. Um, Is
1: this an emotional scene?
2: Yes. (coughs) Uh, Carter, Mm -hmm. you're going to play Grandpa. Awesome. I'm going to channel my... uh,
0: Dang it. Why do I always forget his name? The guy who's in this show. Um, Kevin Costner. I'm going to channel Kevin Costner from Yellowstone. (coughs) This is a close-up on my face. (laughs) face close-up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try to copy your voice too, but oh, just older because yeah. I'm your dad. <laughs>
1: okay. You never mentioned how difficult it was being a father. Well, maybe it was easier for you. You didn't care about having a relationship with me beyond correction. I was so confident with when Dylan was born. I knew in my bones what not to do. What I didn't realize was that it was far less helpful than knowing what to do. Knowing you don't want to go to New York doesn't make getting to California any easier. The distance between them is vast.
2: Where the urn was sitting is now an empty rocking chair, the one that we saw in the living room in the early moments. Dad starts to address it directly.
1: I feel more like you every day, more contemptuous, more bitter, more vile. I scold my boys just like you would and i immediately regret it i look in the mirror and you're the one staring back at me i consider everything i'm trying to do i'm trying to do here and i i consider everything i'm trying to do here and i wonder if i'm too late just like you were uh, just like i was and nothing's actually changed despite my effort
2: wraith enters the camp and takes a seat in the empty rocking chair though dad does not see him
3: Don't fool yourself into thinking you're here for them. You're not. You're here to ease your own conscience. To try and heal a gushing, infected wound with a band-aid. You aren't here for restitution. You're here to get an answer. An answer to the question that tears away at your soul every time you wake up. Do your boys hate you as much as you hated me?
2: You want to blame me? Fine. But don't for a second think your hands are clean. Wraith continues to sit in the rocking chair while Dad sits in silence. We come back to Dylan and Mirman, or Mirren. Peter rustles in the woods. Dylan is frightened at the last revelation. You ate your father? A lot of protein. Gotta keep your energy up. Swimming's a lot of exercise. Eating your dad after he dies isn't a normal thing for humans to do. Did he have like a heart attack or something while you were arguing? No. I took a rock and kind of bashed it over his head while he was yelling at me. Then he just kind of... Then behold, before me it appeared. Food.
0: Well, it was nice talking to you, but I better make it back to camp before someone
2: realizes I'm gone. Afraid not, Landbro. You're going to be new, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like you more, though. I'll try not to enjoy eating you. Dylan tries to move his seat from the water, but he is paralyzed. Stuck just a few inches in the water, Miran starts to crawl toward him with his hands, tail slithering under the water. Bye-bye, new dad. <laughs> Peter runs out of the woods with a large stick and smashes the, <laughs> smashes the merman in the chest with the branch. Mirren is temporarily stunned, and Peter grabs Dylan under the arms and pulls him out of the water. Dylan gets to his feet, and they scramble away from a distance. Come back, land meat! <laughs> Peter and Dylan get back to the camp and try sneaking into the tent.
1: If you're going to sneak out of your room at night, Maybe make sure the room isn't 10 feet away from me. Peter
2: and Dylan share a look of defeat. (laughs) (laughs) Exterior scene seven, night. The fire is out and now only embers glow. All three are now tucked in the tent and the urn has been put back into dad's backpack lying near the fire. Wraith appears, sauntering into the small campsite. He leans down and picks up sticks, examining them. He discards them by throwing them over his shoulder until he finds the one that he is satisfied with. Excuse me. He rises and walks over to the tent. He sticks a point of the stick in the ground and draws a circle around the tent. He tosses, tosses it aside when he's done. Inside the tent. The three are sleeping. Peter's mouth is open, drooling. Dad is still, Dad is still but Dylan tosses and turns. Suddenly the tent begins rumbling horribly. Dad and Dylan bolt upright, looking frantically around the tent. The rumbling gets worse before it becomes still again. Peter is still sound asleep. Quick cut outside the tent. The tent and its patrons are stuck in the bottom of a hole that reaches well above their heads. Dylan and Dad gape upward outside the tent in stunned silence. Peter is lying stomach down in the tent, supporting his head with his hands kicking his legs around in the air. I have to poop. Dad realizes it releases an enormous sigh and Dylan glas- glances at Peter in disbelief. Above the hole, Peter emerges from the hole in the ground. He's being lifted up by Dylan and Dad. He climbs out.
1: There should be a rope in my bag. Find it and tie a knot around
2: the closest tree and then send down the other end. Peter scrambles into the bag. He ignores the urn and finds the rope. He struggles but does his best to tie it around a tree and then sends it back down the, down the hole. Dylan is the first to ascend with great struggle. Shouldn't, shouldn't you have muscles by now? Shut up and go poop if you aren't going to help. Peter gets up and wanders into the woods. It was a joke. Seriously? Peter squats in the woods and can see Dylan struggling to get out. Wraith emerges from the shadows in front of him, not noticing him. He creeps toward the camp, looking toward Dylan, struggling. Wraith pats all over himself until he gets to his leg. He lifts the pant leg and pulls out a massive knife. Dylan's topside now and is watching his dad try to ascend. Wraith takes the knife and begins to cut at the rope vigorously. The strands break one by one, one by one until it snaps and dad falls backwards right on top of the tent.
4: Mm.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 there's a fall here, so I'm going to make a fall noise and then you make an impact sound.
2: Okay. I, uh, shoo! <coughs> <laughs> Peter makes a farting noise while he's pooping draws the attention of Wraith, who now stares right at him. Peter's mouth drops. Wraith bolts upright, stiff as a board. He waves waves a hand apologetically and then walks away briskly. Dad finally gets out of the hole and Peter rejoins them.
1: Let's gather our things. We can leave now. It's almost morning. What about the tent? It's broken. Besides, we have the hammocks. We have everything we need. We'll, We'll be okay.
2: The three grab their packs and head off into the woods. Wraith walks into the campsite and takes a seat at the hole. His legs dangle down into it. He pulls out a piece of paper and a pen and starts to write. When he is done, he gets up and folds folds the piece of paper and walks over to a nearby tree that has a mailbox in it. He places the folded paper in the mailbox and then raises the flag. He looks down at his wrist, but he doesn't have a watch. (laughs) Exterior, scene, nine, day, uh, montage. Uh, the three walk through the forest. Branches snap backward as someone walks through and hits another in the face. Wraith appears and shifts the position of a rock or a branch on the ground, and then and then we see someone stepping on it and rolling it an ankle or falling. Show Dylan and Dad helping Peter over obstacles, but not helping each other. They can get lost at one point and then bring out the compass. Wraith is sitting in a tree with a slingshot and acorns in his pocket. He shoots the acorns, acorns at them. One of the acorns hits the compass and is knocked out of Dad's hand. It falls and breaks. Though Dylan picks it up, though Dylan picks it up. Then Ray throws a squirrel at their head. <laughs> Dylan starts flailing around trying to get it off his head as Peter just points <laughs> and laughs. And montage, exterior, scene 10, dusk.
1: I think this is a good place to stop for the night. There's a lot of trees clustered close together.
0: Fine cool. by me. Uh,
1: all right, you hold You on. are
2: going to play the next character. Okay, got the it. Be feminine. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let's get these hammocks strung up.
2: Oh, Dylan and Dad reach into their packs and bring out their hammocks. Peter reaches into his and realizes with horror that he forgot his at home. He looks around nervously. He sees Wraith up in the tree, holding his gut and slapping his knee, laughing at him. Nobody, I don't know, brought an extra hammock, did they? Dylan and Dad's head both drop.
1: Don't have your hammock. After my whole spiel about having everything we need and leaving the tent behind. It was broken. I don't know. You seem confident. Overly confident that everyone brought everything they needed to.
2: I'm sorry. We'll make do. Dad runs stressed fingers through his hair and Dylan looks into the forest, intrigued by something. Did you see that? Dad turns and stands next to Dylan and peers into the woods where Dylan points. The sun is setting quickly, and the light of the fi- light of a fire appears to be illuminating, illuminating windows in the distance.
1: Peter, start setting up the hammocks.
2: Dylan and I are going to take a look. Peter salutes. The two are gone for longer than Peter expected. He sits and plays with his toys on the ground. A beautiful woman in dark robes appears from the woods. Peter is unstartled. He gets up to shake her hand. She keeps her left hand tucked behind her back. Hello. My name's Peter. Pleased to meet you. Hello, Peter. What a courteous boy you are. Manners maketh the man. That's what my dad always says. What can I call you? Oh, goodness. where are mine. They maketh the
0: woman as well. I'm so sorry. My name is Maga. Again, I apologize. I do not often receive company.
2: You live here, Miss Maga? Yes. Just a ways off that way, Mr. Peter. You didn't happen to see my dad and brother on the way, did you? I'm
0: afraid not, my love. Surely, I would have noticed two other strapping men with your looks, but alas, I did not. Hmm. Can you help me find them, then? Why, of course, my love. Let's get to it straight away. (laughs) Where were they headed, the last you saw? I think they were headed to your house, actually. And a wise idea it was. If we're lucky, they've already made it. They'll sit down to feast like they've never eaten before.
3: Just like we'll be there to give them company, and I can host... Just like that, we'll be there to give them company, and I can host you until you decide to continue your journey to the lake. How do you know that we are going to the lake? Oh, well, more often
2: than not, that is where everyone is headed when they come across my home. Peter looks around and sees Ray standing nearby. She notices Peter spotting him. Your father carries a heavy burden. You know this, don't you? You know my father?
3: It is not the first time he has entered my woods... He and your brother are in grave danger if we do not find them. When he left these woods all those years ago, he took something with him, and it has become a weight that will drown him if
0: it is not removed. You want to help him then? In a way, yes, my love. There are more ways than one to give someone relief from a burden of the world. Perhaps you should stay and learn about them. I am awfully lonely.
2: I'll help you if you'll help my dad. Good, dear. Good. Let's go home. Dylan and Dad emerge from the woods, startled at the sight before them. A hideous, shriveled old woman with dark essence radiating off of her is talking to Peter and she holds a knife behind her back. Dylan and Dad rush in to save Peter. Get away from him. Watch, witch.
3: (laughs) Watch, witch, witch. Sorry, LSD. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: Um... Just, oh, did you Okay. Um, okay, uh, I'll start Graham to yeah, start again. Get away from him,
3: witch Daniel, my lad, do not idly threaten. The weariness in your bones is too far is far too great for you to defeat me. Try me. Should I
0: be like like channel like a witch, like a You so <coughs> switch
2: instead of being like seductive, now you're repulsive. Okay. I'm gonna pick it up on my first line then.
1: Try me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, first line
3: Daniel, my lad Do not idly threaten The weariness in your bones is far too great For you to defeat me Try me Do not be so quick! Your youngest son is bewitched by the beauty I once held. Where you see an enemy, he sees a friend. A lovely one at that. If I perish under your hand, so too will he. Impossible. Daniel, my love, the world is full of
2: impossibilities. Look around. Dare you risk your son for the sake of your dogmatic views? She brandishes the knife and steps toward Dad and Dylan. She's... (laughs) She stands close in front of Dad. She leans in, her mouth close to his ear, holding the knife point at Dad's throat. Dad stiffens. He glances and sees Peter staring up at her lovingly from behind. Dylan is frozen in place, terrified at what he is witnessing. I can take your oldest as well. They will know nothing of
3: pain. They will live in blissful ignorance unmarred by the weight of your world. They will not carry the pain that you do. They will not bear it for decades as it slowly tightens a noose, tightens around a neck. Oh, yes, I will make it quick for you. I promise you need not suffer any longer. In an instant, the weight will be cut and you will be free. Maybe he'll be there waiting for you and you'll finally get the closure you so Desperately longed for.
2: Dad pushes her off angrily, stumbling back himself. Enough, witch! She rushes for them, knife outstretched, gliding rather than walking. Dylan reaches into his dad's pack and brings out the urn. He throws it as hard as he can. It strikes her in the head, shattering into pieces. Ashes falling all around like sand. She collapses. Chunks of urn and ashes lay all over the ground. Peter shakes his head dramatically and looks down at the shriveled witch quizzically. What did I miss? Wraith is sitting in a lawn chair holding a bag of popcorn. He tosses popcorn to where his mouth should be. It hits his mask and just bounces away. He drops the bag when he realizes what's happening and falls sideways out of the chair and runs away. Dad sits down, stunned. He absently stares in the forest. Dylan starts making camp, and Peter examines the broken urn and ashes.
0: Exterior. Can we take a pee break? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: The break.
0: Intermission. (laughs) If you guys want to dilly dilly while I tittle tittle,
1: <laughs> I don't know what that
0: means. <laughs> that reminds me. I feel like the pooping scene. I think we should. Repl- I think it should be replaced with peeing because it really bothers me that whenever there's a pooping scene like that in something, it really bothers me if they don't say explicitly that like he finished, cleaned up, and went. Because otherwise, the rest of the time, I'm imagining he's running around with just poop between his butt cheeks, you know, because he hasn't wiped. I'm sorry. That's just where my mind goes.
1: As he goes to use his bidet, <laughs> <laughs> the wood bidet. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, I like where this is going. It's good.
2: I promise. They Closure. Com- they come together. Okay, I, d- I fully believe it.
1: I definitely. I. It's funny. The the fantasy elements are high, which I'm not opposed to at all. I enjoy them and I, but I almost feel like, uh, like I want to learn, I want there to be more like the merman is such a great, like little segment on its own. I was like, I want more of that, but it's,
2: it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to flesh that out. Yeah. And like, cause like this ended up being 34 pages, I think. Yeah. That's a long, which is long for a short film. Yeah. It's very long.
1: It's, yeah it's probably more like a one episode of like an hour long t v show, yeah at this point, yeah, which isn't bad. I like it, but it's cool. I'm reserving all thoughts till the end, so i just
0: I, I just had one of those moments where I, you go to sit down on the toilet and the toilet seats up, so you like freak out and like oh catch my, yourself just inches above the <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a thrilling moment. <laughs> Okay. It's every exterior 11 night (laughs) exterior scene. 11 night, Peter and Dylan sleep in a hammock together. Dylan is on bottom and Peter is splayed on top of him, drooling onto his chest. Dylan lies awake. He glances over and sees his dad still sitting by the fire. He attempts to get up, which drops Peter on the ground. Peter brushes himself off and then gets, gets back in the hammock as Dylan walks over to the fire. His dad is crying. He holds two pieces of the broken urn in his hands. Are you okay?
4: Yeah.
0: Sorry. Did I wake you up? No, I couldn't sleep. Not with him snoring and drooling all over me. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why'd you bring him? <laughs> <laughs> Your <a> little <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, I couldn't sleep. Not with Joel. <laughs> why'd you bring him?
2: <laughs>
0: he points to the broken urn. Why'd you bring him?
1: I. He was ruthless to me growing up, didn't want me to play or be a kid, didn't want me to follow my dreams, just follow in his footsteps, do what he did, and I hated him. When I was your age, he brought me on this hike. We didn't speak for the whole of it. He tried to make small talk, but I wouldn't answer. Uh, We got to the lake, and he started apologizing for everything, like he'd kept a list of all the wrongs for 18 years he said he knew he was wrong that he did wrong did me wrong he asked for uh for another shot a fresh start so that he could do me right (laughs) i can't cry i said no to his face and i walked away pursued my dreams without him after i left for college i i didn't see him again until peter was born he was in bad shape then, and your grandma was already gone. Your mom, merciful as ever, convinced me to bring him in and put a roof over his head. It was the, the least I could do. He was with us for a while, but he we didn't say a word to each other, not for the year and a half he was living with us. When he had his heart attack and he was being taken out on the stretcher, he, he grabbed me by the arm and he pulled me uh pulled himself with all his strength he had and whispered in my ear that he was proud of me i never forgave him dylan nothing but resentment for 40 years
0: is that why you wanted to bring him because you're trying to tell him you forgave him
1: i thought if i brought him back to the spot maybe maybe i could get Get that fresh start and ask him uh, to forgive me this time, accept his apology. I think you already
0: have, and I don't think you needed to take his ashes to a specific place and time for him to know either. I think he already knows.
1: Thank you. Ever since you were born, I was terrified to make the same mistakes he did. Scared that everything I did would push you further and further away. I regret not being the dad I set out to be.
0: I don't think you are that, that you, I don't think you are that, that you did that. Oh, okay. I well. I, let me say that one well, again. Well, well. I don't think you are that, that you did that.
1: Well, I'm sorry anyway for lashing out, for, for getting frustrated. I don't want to look bad or look back and regret the relationship I've built with you or Peter.
2: You won't, Dad. It'll be okay. Exterior. Scene 12, day. Everyone is awake and getting the camp put away, getting ready for the last day of the hike.
1: Last day. We should be there by this evening.
2: Finally. Dylan walks over to where he knocked the witch out. Her body is gone, but her robes remain. Dylan rummages through them and finds a folded note. He brings it out and starts reading, reading it.
0: Look at this. A note in the witch's robes. Dear Forest Witch... Please kill the three humans coming your way. Love Wraith XOXO. What in the world is this?
2: Interesting.
0: That's probably his name. Both of them look at him and Union. Dumbfounded.
1: Yes, Unison.
2: <laughs> Whose name? You know. <laughs> you know, the dude that's been following us. What? What? <laughs> creepy dude in black mask that's been following us since we left home. No. The one that's been causing all the bad stuff to happen? The tree branch? Probably the tent? This letter? You haven't noticed him?
1: Why wouldn't you say something about this?
2: I didn't think I needed to. He hasn't exactly been hiding. He pops in and out, watches us, tries to maim and kill, but never does. Peter, we haven't seen anything like that. Huh. That explains a lot actually. What do he look like again? You know, kind of uh, like uh, you know, like a uh, bad guy. Both look at him, frustrated, in frustrated confusion. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You'll know him when you see him. Almost positive. Ooh, kind of like this. He pulls out the villainous Lego character. Exterior, scene 12, day. The three walk through the woods in a single file line, oldest to youngest. Dad and Dylan are serious. Peter is just happy to be there. Dad's fists are clenched. They make it into the clearing. On a large branch ahead are three nooses hanging from a branch. Nothing else. The three three come to a halt, tensing at the sight. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. That was a really good voice crack right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's here. Low angle shot to simulate Peter's perspective. Peter sees Wraith standing behind the nooses. He calmly walks through them. Try your best to lead us, Peter. You have to be our eyes. "'I'll try.' Wraith starts towards them. "'Split up! Go!' Dad and Dylan run in opposite directions. Wraith follows Dad. He runs into the forest. "'Dad! He's following you!' Dad finds a tree and some bushes to hide behind. He crouches, eyes scanning all around, but he sees nothing but woods. Wraith appears from behind. He slams Dad's head into the tree, hard enough that his bandage bandage comes off and opens the wound back up, plus some. Dad looks up frantically, but sees nothing. Wraith pulls a knife from his coat, kneeling down over Dad. Peter comes from behind with the largest stick he can carry and slams it into Wraith's head. Peter tries to get Dad up. They start back toward the clearing. Wraith reels on the ground but spots them escaping. He grabs the knife on the ground and throws it as hard as he can. It slices across Dad's heel. He cries out in agony and drops to the ground, taking Peter with him. Dylan is moving. Th- oh. I, I was say, I was else- looking I was looking for you e- ah. elsewhere. <laughs> 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 Dylan is moving through the trees in a crouched position. He cringes as a limb snaps under his foot. He keeps moving. He hears Dad's cry of agony. No. He, he bolts upright. Dad! There's no answer. He is breathing heavily now, starting, <laughs> starting into panic. We can see a flash of black in, in the background. Peter helps Dad limp to the clearing. He is in a lot of pain. Are you okay? I'll be fine. Where's Dylan? I don't know. Dylan is moving through the forest. As he is crouching along, Wraith comes into frame. Dylan walks right past him. Dylan! Dylan! Dylan stands upright and cups his hand. Dad! Wraith comes from... <coughs> <coughs> well, the apartment just like, this
1: guy cannot find it.
2: <laughs> These apartments aren't that large. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get another 911 call for this. Uh, Wraith comes from behind and puts Dylan on a chokehold. Dylan's mouth is covered by a gloved hand. He can't cry out. Wraith pulls out the knife and plunges it deep into his back. It pokes out through his stomach and shirt. Dylan gasps through the glove, reeling really in pain. Peter watches as Wraith comes from the woods with Dylan in his grasp. Dylan is covered in blood. Oh no. What? Dad sees it. His son is moving unnaturally, like a ghost has him captive, blood everywhere. Wraith drops him mercilessly mercil- in front of Dad. Dylan is gasping and writhing in agony. Peter looks up at Wraith, dismayed. Wraith walks to him, walks up to him and back, backhands him across the face. Peter falls back, clutching his face. Wraith casually sits crisscross as if to savor watching Dad experience his son die in front of him. Dad scoots over to Dylan and scoops him up in his arms and puts a hand over, on his chest. Dylan opens tear-filled eyes. He is scared. His mouth quivers. <laughs> should have
3: listened i'm sorry i'm sorry for everything i shouldn't have fought with you i I love you you aren't like that him at all you're good and i don't deserve you i
1: forgive you i love you you have nothing to be ashamed of nothing you're the best son i could have ever asked for cover your ears peter (laughs) 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 just stay with me we'll get through this
2: dylan's eyes begin to close dad shakes him frantically trying to get him to stay awake
3: No! No! No!
2: Wraith stands. He walks calmly behind Dad. Peter looks down and sees the knife wound in Dylan's gut no longer open through the ragged shirt. Wraith takes Dad by the hair and yanks his head back. He cracks Dad in the temple with the hilt of his knife. Dad is left barely clinging left to consciousness. Wraith walks over to Dylan, grabs him by the foot, and starts dragging him to the noose. Peter sees Dylan's chest rise and then fall, just barely, Peter leaps to his feet, rushing after them. Wraith turns in surprise. Pocket, Grandpa! <laughs> Peter reaches into his pockets and flings handfuls of ashes into the wraith's face. Wraith reels, crawling at his. F- Wraith reels, clawing at his face. Dylan's an- Dylan inhales sharply. Dad scrambles over to him and surrounds him in his arms. I'm okay. I'm okay. Dad grabs him by the cheeks and plants a happy kiss on his forehead. Wraith shakes his head furiously, trying to regain his sight and composure. When he comes to Dad, when he comes to, Dad, Dylan, and Peter are all standing, staring him down. We do it together. Wraith cocks his head, quizzically. Yeah, we can see you. Let's kick his ass! They rush him. (laughs) Dad lands a punch right on his mouth. Dylan punches him in the gut, and Peter kicks him right in the nuts. Wraith falls to the ground, and they all pile on top of him, ruthlessly beating him to a pulp. He lies there limp while they get up. They untie the nooses from the tree to tie him up. They look back, and he's standing up. He runs through the forest, and they chase after him. They lunge at him, grab him, but their momentum takes them to the ground, except they are at the top of an incline. All four tumble and roll down the hill in a tangled mess. When they get to the bottom, Wraith pops up and tries to run. Dylan grabs the broken compass from his pocket and throws it as hard as he can. (laughs) It strikes Wraith right in the temple, and he crumples to the ground, twitching. Exterior, scene 13, golden hour. Dad, Dylan, and Peter step back to admire the work. Wraith is tied up to a tree with the noose rope, unconscious.
1: Let's not do this again. Also, do not under any circumstances tell your mother.
0: Not a chance. What do we say?
1: Uneventful and generally a good time. Maybe not a tradition to keep, though.
2: Definitely not. What do you think, Pete... Peter is standing to the side, mouth agape. What is it? Dad turns and smiles. They walk out onto a beach, and the lake is glistening in the setting sun. So this is
0: Lake Pater?
1: Not so bad? No. Not bad at all.
2: (laughs) They take a seat on the beach. I messed up my line. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. They take a seat on the beach, one boy on either side of Dad.
1: I'm proud of you both. I'm going to try to be a better dad from here on out. I'm sorry for a lot of things. I want to be better.
0: Apology accepted, but unnecessary. We love you. I love you. I loved my childhood. I wouldn't change a thing. I think you can be too hard on yourself. And uh, I'm sorry for being difficult sometimes. Most of. Most, most of the time. I'll work on it.
1: Do it for your mother at least. But you're growing up. It's just part of it. You're both the best sons I could have ever asked for. I love you. Both of you.
2: Do I have to say something super mushy now? Dad puts his arms around both of his boys as they watch the sunset. Grandpa is a few feet away in the rocking chair watching (laughs) along with them. The end.
1: End scene. Very well done. Is this your first
2: theatrical script? (laughs) Yeah
1: very good. Where's my wallet? That's
2: kind of what I was trying to write like a a theater play. Oh, rather nice. Than, rather than a... Like, like film. Rather than like a film. Yeah. I
1: like it. It's very good.
0: So it was like that was my first time reading it through at all. Graham, that was your first time reading most of it.
1: Yeah, I really only read like a first paragraph the last time, so yeah, pretty much first time through it.
0: I... I look forward. So, if this be if this becomes a film of any kind, short or otherwise, I'm very curious. I'm not curious. I'm excited to see everything kind of come together because because we're reading it and you and I hadn't seen it before, Graham. Mm-hmm. We weren't like sure what tone to read the lines in and stuff like that. Um, so the vibe of it certain parts because like it kind of swings from part to part it's kind of like funny super dark funny. (laughs) That's super dark it's a
2: it's a it was it's a pendulum yeah yeah
0: Yeah. it's like the part where they're walking out and they the three nooses are hanging there i'm like this is like the conjuring (laughs) this is
1: really freaky i did like that imagery a lot i think if any takeaways because i think for the sake of a short film and also the character's or like, the sake of doing something, I think this work. It would be really awesome to do this, like an animated movie mm. like this in like a Wile E. Coyote animation, where yeah. it's just like that, like anvils falling, kind of crazy, but yeah. really dark and gritty. So like a gritty Looney Tunes, <laughs> <laughs> which would be really fun. I think for the short film version, I think I would love it to be almost uh, tonally darker mm. and m- like maybe more mixed of like. Instead of like punchlines, it's more of like just like dry, mixed like dark and funny all mm. like in one. But I like it. I like like I can totally visualize like the merman type things, like those kind of like the kind of like the the Odyssey type characters. Mm. You have a lot of those like, um, like the siren type mm-hmm. characters in here, which is fun. I I almost like the the owl ones the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I were sorry.
0: Every time you turn, we can't hear you. Oh,
1: my bad. I think every, like, those, like, little, like, just bizarre, Mm -hmm. like, the little bizarre, I like those a lot. Uh, And But the only, like, major tweak that I think, I think it's great on its own. So, I was like, it's almost like your own film at this Mm -hmm. point. But if we were to shift it to be, I think I would love to shift the, the, um, sorry, I'm going, like, right into, like, feedback. No, that's (laughs) fine. (laughs) Um. The uh, the the dad character, I think we can somewhat empathize with him fairly early on. However, I would love to be able to equally empathize with, I think you nailed like the Peter vibe, mm. like the kind of like clueless younger child. I would love to not go with the stereotype of having the bratty teenager. Mm. And like where he's kind of like difficult and on his phone and having a more like people pleasing, like quiet, very like, like you want you like I know that you focus on the the dad side of things. Mm. I would love if you could keep the dad side of things while also giving Dylan's character something that he is also trying to resolve with his dad at Mm. the same time so like not being a bratty teenager on his phone i would love to which it makes it harder because you have to have more nuance because it's easier to like go to that place and it's hard to like find like conflict because that's an easy i feel like that's a pretty like normal like teenager conflict but i would love to try and find a different Mm. yeah which would make it hard because you kind of have to rewrite a lot of dylan yeah so that's something, at least for what I would want to make, is make uh th- the high school character more likable. Hmm.
2: Okay. We'll have to what are your thoughts? Ponder that. Carter?
0: I uh I don't know, I'll need more time to process. Favorite side characters rankings. Favorite side characters Okay. Okay, okay. So uh what was Merman's name? Is it Mirren? Mirren? Mirren?
2: It's Merman without the second M.
0: <laughs> so Mirren reminds pretty much as soon as he came on the scene all I could think of is do you love me? <laughs> I thought he was that guy. Have you seen this video? No. Okay, it's just
2: what's, Honestly, it's, that might have been like a subconscious I think it was a subconscious like, <laughs> thing. Because the whole
0: vibe of that character was like it's a really weird like British comedy like sketch video. It's like The first time I watched it, I hated it. And honestly,
2: it's the mighty boosh. The mighty boosh. The mighty boosh. And
0: I would still hate it if I watched it again, just because like the vibes of it, like everything's just, I don't like it. Everything's
2: wrong.
1: Everything's wrong. But it's just like there's (laughs) these lines. People do like the same tie. No, it's not that. Although I will say, if you can incorporate that kind of humor into this somehow without being so bizarre, it's it's called the same tie sketch. I don't know if you've seen it. We'll watch it later. We'll watch it later. It's very funny.
0: Um... But yeah, I uh, I liked it. I think giving Dylan some a, a deeper because the dad's storyline, his story arc is pretty deep. I think Dylan's is the only one kind of missing. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. So I think to answer your question, Miran's like number. Miran Mur- is number one. Uh, I liked Wraith. Do you, so is he like in all black, like how detailed is he, is he like in a black cloak or like,
2: at, at this point, it's kind of up to your imagination what he looks like. Okay. Cause like I have, in my head, he was like a more comical looking version of like the ring wraith in star Wars. Or <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> the The Ring Wraith and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's what I saw. Okay. But like I know like That's talking, what I visioned. talking with Graham, like as we kind of like were bouncing ideas back and forth, he had a much
1: different. Well, it was more like a Slenderman mm-hmm. type of.
2: Yeah. Well, it was like
0: because there's a big switch there because it feels like up until you find out that he's like been trying to like kill them, It feels more like he's just like kind of trying to make it unpleasant. And then all of a sudden he's just... And then all of a sudden he's like... I mean, you see him... So he has a... He reaches down for the knife the first time, but he just cuts the rope. Um, So it feels like he's just doing things to be unpleasant. And then like for his own humor, for his own sake. And then you find out he's like trying to kill. him. It's like this big jump. I almost feel like... I don't know. It's not that it can't be done. I just have never. I am I'm, I'm not sure how you would pull off the comical to like the dark as much. It's either you dial back the dark or you
1: like dial back the comical. In my opinion, I don't know how you I would think do both. If I were to choose, because I, I kind of agree, although I think. I think it it. Uh, it I would choose. To go more dark, and less comical. However, don't lose humor, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, have you seen, I, th-
0: I mean, again, this is just our feedback. I'm just talking about it because it's fun to talk about. Um, have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People?
1: Okay. It's more melancholy and character-based, and there's some like funny attributes to that, but it's not like a, it's not, like it's a hilarious not, comedy.
0: It's not what this one would be, but it's the closest thing that I've seen to a movie that treads that line and makes like seemingly big jumps to like humor and serious, mm-hmm. and does them in tandem. Um, it's the only movie I've seen that even comes close to it. Yeah, um, like
1: those, like even like Jojo Rabbit, where it's like funny. Oh yeah, and then you too, go to yeah. like whoa, really serious. So like you can do that. You just got to figure out how to do it, which I think it's like this is like close. It's like I don't know what. It, like I'm not a writer, so
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the the biggest so I'm not good at writing subtle humor <laughs> like I'm I can do slapstick yeah which I think is very apparent yeah in that when you do, when you do
1: the slapstick it really works
2: yeah so like I kind of just leaned into what I knew or I like the very
1: bizarre character like the mermaid character it was just so different that it's funny. yeah
2: yeah, um, but like the the scenes where, so you're saying like go like darker, that, that I can do because like the, to a degree. I know. I'm not can. saying I like... To a degree what you're saying. I don't
1: want to go like, I actually probably, so it's weird though. I wouldn't go, I almost wouldn't, I don't want the end to be... It's weird. I'm weird saying I change things because I like it the way it is, and I also feel like it's it's so different that it's like almost like your own thing. So yeah. I don't want to be like change your story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is all just speculative. But uh, like, if for the short film that I would want to make, I want it to be darker in tone. However, not as dark as the end of this one goes. <laughs> 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 That's if weird. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's steadily dark. And also, I think the Wraith needs a more motivated reason for yeah. killing them.
0: What if he has a moment where he flashbacks and thinks of his dad? And <laughs> his dad tried to kill him. And then he killed his dad. And then chopped him up in a bathtub. And then like with his mom's scenes. help, <laughs> <laughs> turns out he's just Kingpin.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> is that what? Kingpin?
0: That's what. At least in uh, Daredevil. 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 That's his kind of origin story. He kills his dad because his dad is abusive, and then they, him and his mom, chop him up in the bathtub and like take him to the trash one day at a time.
2: Spoiler. (laughs) This is
0: like season one. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But Graham's a little (laughs) queasy right now. Sounds like
1: Rear Window. Rear Window. I need to watch it again. Another good movie to reference, Mm. actually. Have you seen Rear Window? uh, I have. I like the vibe of that. Yeah. Totally different, but it's also the same. Yeah. It is also the same like cuz I was telling Michael, I may have told you that like I would like the whatever this ends up being, I would love to be able to do like a classic Hollywood where it's like painted backdrop, so it's more impressionistic. It's not like you're shooting in an actual like woods and it's not trying to be like completely realistic, but it's more of like the the feeling and like the the Bizarreness of it. So it's like almost real, but it's not quite. Kind of like Wizard of Oz and like Ruendo. It's very real, but that's like the painted sky. And it's got this mm-hmm. certain like quality to it where it's like, oh, that looks like a real place, but it's also very different. You know,
2: it's a different. You're building a world. I tried to set up the reveal at the end that you talked about with the. Uh because, like, he had talked about, originally, the, like, doing, like, all painted backdrop. Yes. But at the end, you, like, pan out to, like, the lake and it's actual, like, it's all actually at, the at a end. lake. That'd be pretty cool. So
1: it's, like, all impressionistic, very, like, painted backdrops, very realistic sets that are, like, have real elements in them. So it's, like, kind of this weird other place. But when they reconcile and they come to the very end and, like, the sun hits... You see the light, and then you get the wide shot, and they're actually like in a real forest, and it's like huge pine trees, beach, water, clear lake, and it's just like pristine. It's like the first time you see like a massive wide shot that's all real. I'm excited about it. You nailed that. So yeah, I can, I can picture that. So
0: the cool thing is, is most of it like we we've come up with. Sorry, Graham, you've come up with like short films before that are like, there's a great story, but it's just like the, it's impossible for us to do. Cause we need like CG or something that we don't have, you know, to like pull it off. Um, but this one, like everything seems doable. Yeah. The the only thing that made me hesitate was the part where the tent is in like
1: the big pit. I'm like, I'm not entirely sure how we would do <laughs> that. That was like the one random brainstorm that me and my yeah. host. What <laughs> yeah. if the whole thing sunk in the ground? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, in summary, more Dylan story, more Wraith story, maybe fewer side characters, but, but
2: lean in on, yeah. on those. The, so, fun fact, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Merman scene wasn't actually in the first Rough Draft. So, like, that was completely gone. And it was more of a back and forth between grandpa and the dad. Mm -hmm. And Emily, uh, my wife, read the original rough draft and she said, like, it's funny you say that because, like, that whole scene wasn't in there. So, like, she said, I feel like Dylan is lacking some substance. So, I actually wrote the entire merman scene to give him a little bit like a little bit more like confessing that like he thinks that he's Mm -hmm. in the wrong actually but he just doesn't say it out loud also i wrote all of that today it's it's very nice (laughs) it's very nice (laughs) that was all off the cuff i think
1: uh it's a it's like a very memorable scene on its own it kind of reminds me of like the Luca. I'm pulling all the Disney stuff, but if you've seen Luca, it's very good. It's weird, but it's good. It's got the, it's mermaids, but I was like, I can picture it. There's just like a shot of them in the dark, and I was like, that's what yeah. I was
2: imagining. And I didn't want to go mermaid because well, I, I wanted fe-
1: to like throw a wrench in it. Yeah, early on.
2: Have
0: you seen those? Uh, the vibe I get from that reveal that it's a man is like. Have you seen those those memes? And it's like the dude and he's like wearing a towel and you just see the back of him and his shoulder blades and like the long hair and he's like acting all like smooth and he like starts to turn around and so he whips around and rips the towel off and you see it's a dude with a beard and he's like ha! You're gay! Sort of thing. (laughs) That's what I thought of. So I feel like if you leaned into that energy it's just like, oh, it's like it's a mermaid. It's a mermaid, and she's gonna be beautiful. And she turns around, and it's a dude. It'd be funny if you had a belly and like. <laughs> it's like fat the worst.
3: Shop, shop sticks.
0: Wow. My name's
2: Merman. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I ate my dad. He was tasty. Lots of protein. My New like day. my vo- the voice in my head for the merman was Korg. Yeah. Yeah. from Ragnarok. He's yeah. such a it's such a good voice but like a surfer bro version surfer. Ooh, court. That's
0: an interesting crossover.
2: <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. Very I'm nice. excited for more.
0: Excellent. I feel like that right there, that was the perfect eat my shorts podcast. Eat my shorts. I said it on purpose because this is like, this is the creative process. This is like you like guys brainstormed into like, a- which we didn't get on the podcast. But, and you wrote it, and then this was, like, the presentation, and then there was, like, critique, and, like, that was, like, exactly what it is. Yeah. So, for those of you who aren't creatives, if you want to be a creative, this is what half the process looks like. Well, not even half. This is a very small part, I think.
1: But, it's a very, this is, like, kind of a fun part. It's a lot yeah. of...
0: It's nerve-wracking for the person in Michael's position. Yeah. Because you're, you're setting yourself up for... Um, you're putting awesome. yourself out there. You've created something out of your heart and yeah. soul, and you're presenting that to other people. And it's hard to like take that and do that objectively because then it's like I've put my heart and soul on this plate.
2: Enjoy it, and people are like, "This is disgusting."
3: <laughs> <laughs> At least it's that's also, your fear. That's your fear.
2: It's also difficult too because like with talking to Graham, I knew that this particular project was also like close to his heart, and yeah. he holds like the characters very dearly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. I don't want to do something that he's like, that breaks his heart or it's like (laughs) completely goes left field with something. So it's like,
4: yeah.
1: Even if it becomes something, even if it becomes a totally different story, like that's cool too because like you've, like out of one idea, you can create something else. Yeah. And doesn't mean both can't get made. And also like, again, to your position, I felt bad because like I'm not a very, I don't give a lot of, I'm not a very reactive person. So none of my face, most of it's me focusing on like, I got to be prepared for deadlines. Here we go. (laughs) But I'm excited for, for more, for more drafts. Unless you think it's perfect, then, then we can call it good.
0: (laughs) No, I mean,
2: second, it's definitely not, not done. We'll talk more about that later on. Sounds good.
0: All right. Thank you everybody for joining us for this special. It's really not, it's a, it's not a special back to the roots. It's just, this is back to the roots. It's all kinds of crap. That's just really random. so, uh, thank you for joining us for another Back to the Roots episode. And I mean,
1: if imagine your, your son and grandson are listening to this in the future, this is their earned moment. What are you going to say to them? Don't drop me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw me over a witch's head. Okay, no, but what I'm actually going to say
0: is <laughs> who's your, okay, speaking, not speaking to the grandson, speaking to my son, who's your mom? <laughs> <laughs> What's her full name? <laughs> That's, that'll give me something to go on. Okay. Love you guys. Be back with you another day another with another bottle. I just keep messing that up. It used to be something really catchy.
1: Can I'll be back
0: with you again.
1: On the can. Be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>